Hey guys, it's Bobby Roast Beef here with the 10 Second Podcast. Got a lot of things going on right now. This is kind of a new shape up and we're putting together something interesting here for you. Plus, I'm going to talk about why the uh, tournaments went away and exactly what it is that I have in mind and what needs to happen before this can all go down. Guys, welcome to the 10 Second Podcast. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, Bobby Rosebeef here, your favorite uh, speed quizzing trivia host. Well, at least if you're in the Pioneer Valley anyway. Uh, welcome everybody. Um, I am uh, creating this episode sort of as like a fresh start for this show. The 10 Second Podcast has sort of um, been around for a little while and uh, primarily it, it was targeted for other speed quizzing hosts as a, a tool for uh, myself and Bill, my uh, my partner with Speed Quizzing USA, who um, we offer tech support, sales, and and basically all kinds of different support for uh, hosts all over the country, whether they're starting up or they're you know they've been doing this for a while and they run into some some issues. We're here to help out. So the previous episodes have all kind of all been about that, which is fine. That's that's great. The um, the thing is, we haven't done a whole lot with it lately. It's been kind of just sitting here, kind of stale. And I would love to just put some new life into the show and uh, accomplish a couple of things. So I figure that everything, since it's sort of all speed quizzing together, I'm just going to go ahead and put the show out there and uh, talk about my games and my experiences and things like that. And then when Bill and I have something to talk about, we'll have him come on and, and we'll go ahead and do that. So um, anyway, everybody, welcome to the 10 second podcast. Let's get started. I'm assuming that uh, our listeners that uh, either, you know, play my regularly scheduled uh, trivia games, my speed quizzing events, uh, and bars and restaurants in my local area that probably are not going to go back and listen to some of this earlier stuff. So let's talk about like what what this show is all about. This show is all about really anything I damn damn well want it to be about. We're going to talk about categories and plans for future stuff. We're going to talk about extra events and um, also like you know I try to share everything that I I can you know with the way that I run games. And I I hear a couple of things very often is that I'm a unique host that people may have played this game before and they have not played it the way that I you know run my games and that people really enjoy this and that's awesome and I get a lot of people that ask me questions how I, I make the mechanics work and I'm definitely down to talk about some of that but just by listening in you guys are going to get some of that as well whether you're a host or you're you know just a trivia fan and you want to come out and check out one of my events Anyway, um, there's a couple of things that uh, I plan on doing here. I plan on having some teams on, not as interview guests or anything, but just as straight up co-hosts. Having some some players that play re- regularly, we'll do a Zoom meeting and kind of we'll kind of chat about whatever it is. And I've got some some real characters too that that play this game, and I would love to have them on and kind of take this discussion where it goes. So, uh, man, 2023 is uh, almost halfway gone, and you know where I look back to where I was when I first started doing this game, and I'm really amazed at stuff that's happened. Um, you know, even just in this last year, I had uh, I had tried to launch a new live stream and podcast, the Elevated Game Night, uh, which is still something that I would love to do, but I, I just don't have the the time or the manpower to kind of make it take off. And, and I don't know that it, that it, the world is ready for that yet, um, unfortunately. And uh, so that's kind of gotten by the wayside. But one of the main things in here that uh, I do want to talk about is tournaments. Now, I've had a bunch of, of, of regular players 
pop in at games and oftentimes will come up to me and say things like, Hey, dude, whatever happened with that that tournament series you were going to do? Or I'll hear things like, Bobby, how come we never did a tournament exactly? Why did you refund everybody? Well, here's the thing, guys. My goal for doing the tournament um, was to make it uh, like easier for the folks that wanted to do it. I, when I first started doing this game, some of, uh, of you listening may remember I used to do a, a league, um, the, the Masshole Smartphone Trivia League. And even before that, it was the Pioneer Valley Smartphone Trivia League. And it was, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And, and initially, the way it started was just sort of a way to get people that had that vested interest to kind of engage and, and follow along and kind of like build a little bit more excitement so that folks would talk about it. You know, like social media is built around sharing things and, and, and engagement. It's kind of the same thing with local business. Like I was trying to utilize, get that, that trivia live experience to transition over to social media somehow. And it worked. It worked amazing. And I initially designed it, and what I've always tried to maintain is that this 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 league or this tournament is never about it's never about these specific games. Like these games aren't closed off to the general public. Like everybody can play all at one time, and it's very loose and friendly. And each individual game is what it is. But I've I've devised ways to play with the scoreboard to take records of the scoreboards of the scores for each event, and and you know list basically the the teams in order of performance based on their stuff. And and I've changed the way that things have happened. I mean, you know, we, we started out with the league, which was, the league was a lot. I mean, if you look back in the day, we were doing, you know, four seasons a year, spring, winter, uh, summer, and fall. We would do every season, like there was never an off season. It was always going. It was just, when was it going to rotate to the next one? And it got to be a lot. Like people could join for free. They could just sign up and join. And, you know, if they won something, they won. Cool. It, it was just, it was, it was a good time. And it, it grew unbelievable. Believably, folks would get involved all over the place. But there's always this little section of, of people that they just didn't understand it or they would just they, they, they said they didn't have the time. And I understand. I mean, this kind of go, comes over to the, the fishing world, too. Like I'm a recreational angler. I like to be outdoors and just enjoy myself outdoors and do those things. But I've got friends of mine that just they got to compete. And I get that. I understand that those two things exist. So. You know, after the league had kind of like sort of dropped off and I stepped away from it, then the pandemic happened. I came back and I never brought anything back like that. But I did have individual situations where some of the establishments where I work would really hook me up very well with great prizes. And I had to come up with a creative way to, one, get mileage out of these prizes so that, you know, the interest and the draw to, to get people to gather, especially coming out of the pandemic, um, you know, getting all of uh, making that happen first was was uh, ideal. And then also a way to distribute the prizes. You know, I just don't want to say, hey, the winner of this gets this tonight. And, you know, I mean, some of these prizes we're talking about were like we gave away. I think it was like Backstreet Boys tickets, Machine Gun Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly tickets. We gave away Dropkick Murphy. So we got concert tickets. I know we've had sporting events, tickets, uh, ski passes, all kinds of crazy stuff that we've done. And tournaments lean well into that. You know, I just set up. Really, really like a micro tournament at one establishment that was doing this prize. And I've, I've, I've been wanting to put that element back there. And it's, it's odd because the demand is certainly there. Um, when I ask folks about it, everybody will tell me that they're super interested in it. So I had set up, this is going back, I guess last fall, I had set up a, 
tournament series where I was going to run across all all uh, establishments where I, I'm currently hosting games, where my games are, are housed. And basically, it was going to be to track teams as they went on. And everybody loved it. And we had an absolute total of two. Two teams. We had two teams that... Uh, that 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 signed up, bought the ticket, and did the whole thing. And you know, I mean, obviously, I want there to be something for this. So, a cash prize, a tournament, you know, where you buy in, is a good thing. But man, we only had two teams go and do it. Now, granted, my events were as packed as they normally are. I mean, nothing changed, but there just wasn't any participation. And uh, and both of these these teams that signed up were like crazy excited about it they were really looking forward to it but for whatever reason there were just folks that did not sign up so i made a call go the week going into it i decided i was like listen nobody's nobody else has, has signed in i want this to be exciting you know it's got to be exciting and, and let's be honest i mean you know what what is it collectively i think it's like eight or nine people between both teams fighting it out for a hundred bucks is the dumbest thing i've ever heard of it just, it just is. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. The additional work to provide all the hype for two teams, that's just nuts. So I refunded everybody. In fact, we actually did have a third team sign, sign up, but they signed up after. I couldn't believe that the ticket link worked. I refunded them immediately. Um, so the message wasn't getting out there. So I decided to scrap the idea of the tournaments because I was, it basically, it put the, the, effort on you guys you know you had to go and sign up and you know put your team together and i'm sure there was some hemming and hawing about you know is this really something that we have the time for or are we going to be around to do this for the i think we were doing like eight weeks or something like that trying to really put it in its own compartment you know make it long enough to get some mileage out of but short enough that folks aren't like oh i've got to do this for the next like six months so we tried to you know play around with it a bit now um that was all well and good i pulled the plug on it everything was great and i i do have another idea uh your boy bobby roast beef is not about to allow things to go down like that i what i came up with uh, essentially was something that i initially called the bobby roast beef winner's circle and to the player the experience looks like this to the player each night at all of my events, where everybody's on the same page, we do prizes for first, second, and third place every single night. And, you know, what my, my goal was, was to award those teams their gift cards and then invite them to come and play in the winner's circle. Now, what the winner's circle would be would be a simple 10-question, heads-up, buzz-in classic. It's a different style of play. So I ask these folks, they're standing right in front of me. I ask them a question. They tap their buzzer and give me an answer if they know it, or they just let it go if they don't know it. Um, the way it works is there's no agreeing or disagreeing like in the buzz in advance like I traditionally do. It's you get it right or you get it wrong. And if you get it wrong, you can't buzz in for the next question. So you got to be careful. Um, I would do these very quick. So a 10-question game would would last I mean, it would last probably less than 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes. We would just go through, do the game. Folks, it would give them something else to watch because that's one element about my games that that's interesting is that I've got regulars that will pop in that never play, but they love to watch the game. They look at me every night and they're like, hey, Bobby, I like to watch. And I'm OK with that. I'm all right with that. I like that. That's fine. Um, so it would add something. But. 
what that does for me is it lets me put a score at the end of the night of those individual teams that were in the winner's circle. So if I've got teams A, B, and C, and they're competing, and the 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 top three in the winner's circle that night are C, A, and B, then I can list them on a scoreboard on my website. That gives me the hype element. That's what it does. It allows me to have, hey, we had a shakeup last night. So-and-so is here. And in the winner's circle of all the teams who have ever played across all of the venues everywhere, the scores, the numbers don't matter. It's do you win? Did you win a gift card? Then you're in the winner's circle. It creates a list of teams. And then it gives a score and a value to those so that they, I know who the top performing teams would be based on the wins that they had and how they performed in that heads up round. So that's how it looks to the player. They show up and they're just like, cool, I get this. What's happening in the background is this. Number one is that scoreboard, being able to promote that and being able to, to use that as a, a point to uh, use on, to share on social media and as a point of engagement. In fact, on this show, it would be something that I, I plan on using when the pieces are in order in order to make this happen. What is it that makes this tricky or 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 difficult to just go and start? I, I want prizes. I want prizes. I would love to just say, hey, all you got to do is just play this game anytime you want. And if you ever win a gift card ever, you're going to be in the winner's circle. And then at the end of each season, I could book an event. Now, my plan, my grand scheme is this, to book a special event like on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon, something like that, something that almost anybody could attend. And it would be limited seating. There would be a, a maximum of like 15 or 20 teams that would be in invited to show up, probably 15. And I would put this out there and invite those teams to appear. And what we would do is do the exact same thing. Now, these would be these, this would be a, a separate speed quizzing game. It would just be additional brand new. Um, there would be no real advantages. In fact, it would probably be straight general knowledge to level the playing field a bit. You know, we'll, we'll definitely have some fun, but it'll level the playing field a bit. And ideally, what I want to do is give away a thousand dollar cash prize. That's my goal. Now, I know everybody thinks like I'm balling here, a trivia host money, but the reality of it is, is that no, <laughs> I don't have the money to throw around for something like that. In fact, I have to be able to make money on this because it's taking up time on a weekend from potential stuff. So I'm in this unique situation where I can do something that's interesting and, and, and fun, but there's a lot of work on it that's, that's kind of, you know, needs to get done. So this brings me to the next sort of step or idea is sponsorships. And that's where, where the holdup is, is sponsorships. Um, I have this uh, sort of a, a sponsorship uh, ladder set up where there are different value amounts per quarter. And in addition to, you know, sponsoring money toward this, um, there's a couple of elements that I want to include. First off would be uh, a kickback for the sponsors. They would get, you know, advertising on my games, on the players' devices, on the live screens where we use them. And I, yes, I am hoping to use more soon. Um, but not only that, there would be a portion of that that sponsorship money would go to a charity. And that's the other thing. Not only would the winner win uh, $1,000 cash for their team, 
but they would also be able to donate, uh, choose the charity rather that the uh, accoladed funds from the sponsorships would go to. So if they wanted to donate to the MSPCA, they could do that if they won. If they wanted to donate to a soup kitchen, they could do that if they won. If they wanted to donate to the Red Cross, they could do that. Whatever the charity is that they want, as long as it, the only stipulation is it would have to be a legitimate 5013C, in my opinion. It would need to be a legitimate a, a legitimate nonprofit that's, you know, a trusted nonprofit um, if we're going to donate this money, because every year that could be a good amount of money. Um, my goal ultimately is to get there and I am working on it. There is a lot of interest from a lot of businesses, but there is very, very, very little movement on anybody getting um <sighs> Getting involved, actually like putting like the the effort in to say to make a decision. They all love the idea, but nobody's really like making any moves here. So it it makes it very challenging for me. So that's what we're working on as far as, you know, the future goes, as far as uh, I'll call it enhanced speed quizzing experience for the games that I play. So it would be an additional sort of event that we need to, you know, work toward. Um, and, and I think it would just be a, a whole lot of fun. I, I love the idea of being able to come on this show and talk about what's been going on at trivia. And also at the same time, have a little bit of fun and uh, kind of like, you know, give some numbers about who's performing the best, who's, you know, working out the best. And I think it, it could be really interesting. Now, I've got, you know, other plans for rules and things like like I said, I would invite like the top 15 to 20 teams. Well, in a in a quarter, in, in a three month window, we might have 50 different teams that play that win gift cards. All you got to do, like I said, all you have to do is, is win once. So we're going to have a bunch that will be floating down there at the end. And who's to say that the top 15 or 20 will all be available? My plan, I have a plan for that. Don't worry about it. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. I do have a plan for that. So it'll be an interesting one. Um, and that's, you know, that's sort of where my head is with all of that. Tournaments, eh, it's just not going to work. It puts too much, uh, too much of the, of the, uh, too much of the real, I guess, the catalyst, like too much of the of, of, of the onus on on you guys to have to buy in and do this in order to make it worthwhile. You know, and that's the big difference too with the tournaments. Like I didn't make any money doing the tournaments there. With this event, I could charge uh, you know, my regular rate for either, you know, depending on the establishment or something. So even though it is an additional event, like it would still be it would still be in my best interest to do this as well. And I'm talking when I say a, like a, a quarterly event, like going out, like there would be like this would be an event you dress up for. This would be an event like I bust out like, you know, all kinds of extras for it would be way, way over the top and a lot of fun. And I think I would love to do that to trivia. I 100 percent would just love to do that. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Let's take a quick break, guys. Uh, I'm going to come back in just a bit. I would like to talk about some of the stuff that I've been working on and what you can look forward to this summer. Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here from Jigs and Bigs. You know, if there's one thing I can't stand spending money on, it's on something that's not versatile, something that I can't get a lot of use out of. 
I want to talk to you about Frost Buddy. What Frost Buddy is, is uh, it's one of those can coolers. I've seen these before. In fact, I have some that are limited to only fitting one specific size of can, like a standard 12-ounce can. I stumbled onto Frost Buddy, and I was blown away with it. So versatile. Fits standard cans, tall cans, slim cans, and even 12-ounce bottles. And the magic is the insert fits all of these items in various stages within the insert. And when you take that out, you can fit a full 16-ounce tall boy can. In fact, it even doubles down on being versatile with the coffee lid. And on my recent trip to Chickamauga, I had a field day with this thing. I was throwing beer cans in it. I'd have coffee in the morning. On the drive, I was throwing in all different sizes of cans for different canned coffee products to keep me awake on the long drive back. The thing was amazing. So I recommend you check out Frost Buddy. If you're in the market for either a travel travel cup for your coffee or a can cooler at all, either one of those, check it out. For the money, you cannot go wrong. What I've done is this. In the show notes for this podcast you're listening to right now, if you look there, you'll find a link to Frost Buddy where you can get yours. And not only can you go and get your Frost Buddy there, but you can help out the show as well. Go and uh, visit that link in the show notes to this podcast. Check out a Frost Buddy. Tons of colors, tons of patterns, all kinds of great stuff. And it's a great spot to put your jigs in big sticker too. Take it from me, Bobby Roast Beef. You're going to get the most versatility out of this one product, probably out of anything you're ever going to buy, especially for anything that you're drinking. Frost Buddy. It works for me. I'm a happy guy. Much better, guys. Much better. We're back. Um, this summer is going to be insane. I'm, you know, my schedule right now is Monday through Friday. Every single game starts at 7 p.m. I, I love that. I love that it's so open and universal and it works kind of for everybody. They can all figure out what's going on. What's great about it. So actually, I'll go ahead and break down the schedule. So if anybody is curious where they can see me, I'm located in Western Massachusetts uh, on Monday evenings. I am at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill, which is in Chicopee, Mass, 7 o'clock. And and when I say 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock means that's when sign-in begins. I usually start the first round about 30 minutes after sign-in starts. So if, you know, folks will roll in at, you know, 615 sometimes, or they'll roll in expecting to start at seven right away. And every single game since I've been doing it, it's just the way that that it works in the promotions business. You got to get people in there. There's always going to be people that show up late. So first round at 730, we aim to get done by nine. Typically Tuesdays have seen a big shakeup. Tuesdays, I uh, last November, I started at a, a bar in uh, East Longmeadow, Massachusetts called Craft 32. Now, what's interesting about Craft 32 is that uh, they're going to be going uh, undergoing a name change to East Village Tavern. That's coming. They're basically just waiting for the sign to show up, I believe. So that is coming soon. But we've been killing it over there. Seven o'clock as well. It's been fantastic. Actually, that has been consistently a room of about 20 plus teams almost every single week. Uh, and it's been, it's been fantastic over there. I highly recommend you guys go check out craft 32 in East long meadow. Um, Wednesday is one of the OG games from pre pandemic Wednesday nights. I'm at Nathan bills, baby. Nathan Bills and those that go to Craft 32 might feel like uh, Nathan Bills and Craft 32 are kind of 
familiar. Uh, each of them has a, a similar sort of feel, uh, and that's because they're owned by the same company, the, the, owned by the same family, which is pretty awesome. Um, I'm over at Nathan Bills. Nathan Bills is absolutely fantastic. We have been killing it over there for a long time, and it's just an absolute blast. They've got the seating to be able to back it up. The few times a year that we're outside on the patio over there, it is fantastic. And what's great is that they love to to, to make sure that this game always happens. So if there's like a big sporting event or something, because this is more of a, a traditional bar room, um, if there, you know, if there's like a big game or something, or 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 the crazy like holiday like you know on you know like st patrick's day or they're doing you know uh, cinco de mayo or, or something like that even new year's it's, it's happened before where they'll just put me in their banquet facility that is right next door um just literally there's a door from the bar right into the banquet space which is awesome i love hosting games in there so we've we've definitely been in there uh when we've needed to it's awesome then on uh, on thursdays you can find me at 7 p.m in Northampton, Massachusetts. Now, this is my only game right now in Hampshire County, uh, and this game has been amazing. I have been at, well, really, I've been at Platform at any of, longer than any of my current venues. I've been at Platform. Um, I started there in 2015. Platform Sports Bar is a great, great, spla- uh, great, great space. We uh, do our games in two locations now in Northampton. Um, and in the, again, it's like the building is, is very interesting. There's multiple, uh, areas, multiple bars within this one location, uh, including a, a huge banquet facility, Union Station. But uh, now seasonally outside, we are at the Deck Bar, which is fantastic. Uh, you know, right after everything was shut down during the pandemic, they came back with a giant tent, like one of the biggest I've ever seen locally. Uh, and and they've got uh, an outside sort of like cabana bar set up with seating that's remote out there. And this is Northampton was a town where, where, you know, during the pandemic, everybody, they were pushing for everything to be outside as much as possible. And we loved it. It was great. I mean, it got, you know, we, we stuck it out that first year, I think, into like mid-November. It was something. Uh, we then moved indoors. Um, they were a little reluctant to, but we moved indoors to Platform Sports Bar. And, man, that first year was was tough. Because there were a lot of folks that did not want to come and play indoors. Um, so we were doing some games over there that were pretty slow. But I'll tell you what, we've built that right back up. And now, I mean, you know, all this year, it has been slammed over there. It's fantastic. So we have a lot of fun up there. Uh, I, I love my Thursday night games. It's it's just, it's an absolute blast. And that brings us to Friday. And Friday is kind of like, Friday's the most special game. I mean, I've been at Casa de Lisa in Feeding Hills since I think I started there in 2018. And it has been pretty fantastic. Uh, Lisa over there is wonderful. She's got a great staff. Um, But what's unique about that spot is I wouldn't do speed quizzing uh, or any trivia or any game night actually on a Friday night. Typically a lot of it is dependent on the, I guess on the establishment, it's got to be the right sort of fit, the right sort of feel. And what's great about what's happening over at Casa de Lisa is that, you know, now she's got the bistro room. The bistro room is her old banquet spot. 
What she does in there is the occasional private event, but in the bistro room, it's a lot more casual than than at uh, in in the formal restaurant. It's it's a whole lot more casual. But what's great is you've got access to like you know back then they had two separate menus, but you could order off of both. It was awesome. Now they've kind of like streamlined things a bit with their menu, and it's it's out of this world. The, I love the food; it's great, but it has the right kind of feel. It feels as if like you had a close friend that had a basement bar and they put a little bit of effort into it. Like they just wanted it to be awesome. And that's that's what Casa de Lisa has. Also, you get a little bit of a different show at Casa de Lisa on a Friday because I'm generally pretty pooped by the time we get there and I will have all of this ammunition of stuff that I will talk about uh from the previous games like stupid answers and things like that. Um I, I love that stuff, you know, and obviously I don't poke fun at people or anything like that specifically. But if we get some like dumb shit that happens, I absolutely freaking love it. Like, you know, sometimes there's 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 times where you just you wonder what people are thinking. And, and and this is one of those those situations. You know, you, you kind of wonder what people are thinking and you're just like, what the hell is going on upstairs over there? What's going on? And and I kind of, you know, we'll reference some of that stuff. So you do, you get a little bit more of an extra show. It's really intimate over there. It's very limited seating. So uh, I recommend that uh, you get there early to make sure that you get a table. Um, the the uh, sort of unique thing about Fridays, and, and it's a very lucky situation for me, is, you know, because my business is events. There's events that pop up on Fridays quite often, and that's over there. It's on my end, but but also on on Lisa's end when it comes to she might have a birthday party in there, and they don't want to have me in there hosting trivia when they're trying to do a birthday party. She offers people that 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 as an as an option, and I'll take a Fridays off here and there. But what's great about Casa de Lisa is is we've built it up to the point where now we can take that break or take a, a a short break like the, the last I mean I was there last week but the, there were recently I, I was off for two Fridays in a row we came back and it was jamming I mean it was great um, so that I feel really confident about that and thank you guys um, also locally I generally I have been taking the time off on Fridays during the Eastern States Exposition, aka the Big E, uh, and it just it just makes life easier for everybody, and um, you know you don't have to worry about dealing with that traffic or anything like that, and you know it's it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's my schedule. That's that's what I have been doing um, this summer. I, uh, I I got to tell you guys, there's there's a couple of good things that I have lined up, and a lot of it I got to thank you for. Most of, most importantly, I have to thank you. Uh, a lot of you have made great suggestions. So I have, um, I have uh, like music rounds. So everybody loves a music round, and, and and I'll get to the music round in a bit. What's go, what's going on right now? But I have done a music round now for like the last five years. Like every single week, a brand new music round, something like that. And it's just it, it can be a bit much. And and uh, on deck. I've had requests for uh, boy bands. We've done boy bands before, but I'm going to do another boy bands. It's been a while. Um, we've had a request for that. I had somebody ask me about doing a Latin night, and I actually would love to do that. Um, the, most of these songs are going to be titles that are in Spanish, uh, and that is there's a, a little, I guess, a little like reward for me is the idea to finally hear some of you when you buzz in mispronounce things uh, in a terrible way as opposed to you hearing me do it nightly because we all know that's a thing 
but uh, so there's a Latin night coming. You guys are way overdue to do another 90s hip hop night. I'm really interested in doing that. Uh, but I'm open to suggestion. If you guys have an idea, by all means, shoot me a DM over at uh, Instagram, uh, my account at Bobby Rose Beef. Shoot me a DM over there and, and, and throw me an idea of what you want to do. I mean, we've had some fun recently with it. Like we've done uh, a new metal round. We've done uh, we did some lullaby stuff. We've done some lo-fi beats. We've done and and I try to do these music rounds. You know, people get scared sometimes by the way I title them. I try to always select songs that people are going to know. In fact, there's talk about bringing a live music element to this. There is discussion in bringing that sort of element in. So I I don't know how it's going to play out. We will see. It could be very exciting. But anyway, um, so you guys can certainly recommend some stuff. But uh, I, I I know that uh, that that the boy band specifically that's coming soon. And I think I kind of want to wait a little bit before I do the Latin stuff. I just want to make sure we're definitely outside for that one. I'd like to kind of do it when the this this the season is right, like when we're in summertime. I also want to do a, a a hair metal, uh, like a like a like a eighties hair metal st- style round. And uh, and just have have a good time with it. So there, there's lots of stuff that I am looking forward to doing. Um, it's kind of funny. I mentioned my my partner Bill from Speed Quizzing USA. He's calling me right now. I have to call him right back. But um, so that's coming up this summer. Now let's talk about and we'll I'll wrap you wrap this up, guys. I don't want these shows to be super long. Let's talk about what's been going on right now with. Uh, trivia in the music round. So last week, I did a music round that was a request from one of you about, you know, the, the request was simple. Bobby, can you hang on? Hang on a second. Bobby, could you possibly do some more country music, please? And here's the thing about doing country music rounds. I have no problem doing those rounds whatsoever. However, they're very polarizing. A lot of people think they know nothing about country music or they're just, I hate country. I get that all the time. It happens all the time. But you know what? I got to throw it into the rotation just to kind of keep things sort of fresh. Um, those folks that didn't like butt rock, they sat through the butt rock round all that week. And the folks that don't like, you know, um, the mashups, they sat through the mashups through that whole week. So I try to keep things like as interesting as I can. So I put this round together. This is back when I was in Vegas and I was, I was in Vegas and I said, well, how am I going to work in some country? But I, I, I want to kind of keep it interesting. So I stumbled upon this list from Vox. This, I think they're an online magazine and they put together a, a, a list of 10 country songs that were designed for non-country fans. And I totally get that. That's awesome. I looked at the list and I personally thought it was hot garbage because it was a lot of like, you know, typical pop country. You know, I mean, some of it was pretty decent. Like some of it was like, OK, like the songs were OK, um, but it was stuff that you you could access. You could hear this stuff on country radio with no problem, except for one artist. That artist is Sturgill Simpson. And I so once I saw that, I said, you know what? I'm doing this. Maybe, you know, hopefully because of the pop country stuff, it'll be easy enough where people will be able to get most of these things. But I'm like, also at the same time, maybe somebody, maybe they're right. Maybe these are country songs that a non-country fan would love. And maybe somebody's going to get into this, you know, that didn't happen (laughs) for what it's worth. 
it 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 did not happen sadly um so what i did was i went through this round and by the time friday got around i just couldn't do it so this was last friday returning back to uh casa de lisa i just i couldn't do it i was like i was so sick of this playlist of songs i just i don't even have have it in me now um we had one team who would come and i said one team we had one family who comes and they play as uh four separate individuals they had all been exposed to this game already to this round so that meant that they weren't able to buzz in they could only agree and disagree we had another team that came in and they hadn't played yet that week but they don't give a shit <laughs> they don't they don't they don't care so i'm like okay and and everybody else was brand new Everybody else in that room, they were all brand new to trivia. So I just said, screw it. I'm just going to go general knowledge, keep it nice and even. It's, you know, and we'll see how it goes. And it was exciting. It was so good. So I decided that all this week, all this week, the week of what, what it was today, today is the 24th, Wednesday, May 24th. Uh, we started on the 22nd. I've just been doing straight general knowledge this week, kind of like as a palate cleanser. Yeah, think about it like that. It's like a palate cleanser. So I'm utilizing that round as a way to kind of just, but I'm keeping the same point structure, by the way. You know, I'm doing 10 points for the first 10 questions and then doubling that in the second half. So it's been pretty good. Like, it really has. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I, I think I might keep this in my pocket. I've been debating the idea of doing a schedule, maybe where like, uh, week one of the month, I do music. Week two of the month, I do general knowledge. Week three of the month, I do a picture round. And then the fourth week of the month, I do more music. I'm considering doing it like that, like creating some kind of a schedule. Um, because that's another thing, too. I, I would love to create uh, more picture rounds. I, I really should do something more with that. But it's just getting curious and, you know, getting, getting you know, coming up with a theme is is more of the difficult element than actually putting the round together really is coming up with something that's kind of clever and and a playlist or a collection of images or something like that so we'll have to have to fool around and see what we can get but it should be interesting um lastly before i leave you guys for this show i i gotta tell you guys this all right so and this is kind of a big deal so um at a couple of venues uh, primarily my my Tuesday and Thursday venues, there have been some connectivity issues. Now, a lot of folks will run up to me, especially if they're new players, but lots of folks will run up to me between rounds and say, hey, I can't connect. This is going on. This is my advice to you guys if you want to know a little bit of inside info of what you can do to help your situation if you're having connectivity issues at, at uh, an event. Now, a lot of people think, oh, there must just be something wrong with the Wi-Fi. If there is just something wrong with the Wi-Fi, every device that's in there would, would disconnect. And we've had situations where that's the case. That does absolutely happen. There are situations where that, that's the case. Occasionally, it's, you know, uh, could be a network like crowding on a specific channel or uh, other times it could just be something that's not a Wi-Fi network, but that's in that frequency range um, that can happen from a variety of different, I guess, electronics Um and it can cause it can it can be a challenge, you know, and it can be intermittent too. That's the thing; it's not always consistent, so it's a little bit tricky on my end. Now, there is something that speed quizzing has 
kind of brought to the forefront here. They've been using this small, super compact router for quite a while. And generally speaking, for about, you know, 95% of these situations, that's going to do the job just fine. It really is. But they've introduced a new router. And not that this is a cure-all, because it's 100% not. Because, like I'm about to say, like, there are things that you can do that are more device-oriented that uh, that could help you. Um, what this router does do is it allows me to easily connect um, an extender uh, completely wirelessly and create like what they would call a mesh network. So I can set up multiples of these in different areas and extend coverage in in a specific direction, I can kind of move this extender over to a specific side that's maybe a little bit weaker and get a little bit more reach in there that's a little bit stronger. Now, what's cool is that, like, I believe your phone, your app will automatically connect to the strongest, which is nice, and it should not interrupt a thing. the The issue that I'm the reason why I'm taking so long to implement this is that uh, I need confidence that. There's there's one thing about this router that will change for the connection process. There will actually be when you join the network, there will be a pin number that you have to enter in order to connect to the Wi-Fi network. And because of the uh, laptop that I use, I just need to make sure that that port number isn't going to change. I just need to make sure that it's consistently the same pin number so that people will get the routine because that's one more announcement and one more step. And I, I, you guys wouldn't, wouldn't believe it if I told you, but there are three simple steps to connect to traditionally the way we've been currently playing. And sometimes even the most brilliant people, it is like pulling teeth, getting them to do those three steps correctly. I, I, I speaketh the truth. It is 100% like pulling teeth in some situations. Folks just don't do the instructions in order. So adding another step, another pin number, it's just going to confuse people. It is a little bit easier, I will say this, with the use of a live screen because I can put information up there and it makes it a little bit more passive. I'm still going to have to a- a- answer questions, but probably nowhere near as much. But in some of those situations, and I'm, I'm looking at you, the deck, uh, in certain situations where we don't have a live screen, it makes it a little bit tricky, you know? So I, I just, I, I got to do some testing and, and, and get some confidence that we're good to go here and there's nothing's going to, you know, throw a curveball in there and the pin number is going to change randomly. So I just want to know that everything's set. Once that's the case, we will be in business, but um, we will get there. Uh, now, as far as things that you can do if you're experiencing dropouts, weak Wi-Fi, it's, quote, kicking you off, um, there's a couple of things that can certainly help you. Uh, lately, what we've run into is that uh, lots of teams will will say, oh, I'm not getting a picture. I'm not getting the picture delivered to my phone. And lots of times what happens is that you're not on the most current app on your phone. Um, so it's always just a good practice to go to your app store every once in a while. If things are, are looking weird in between rounds and check and make sure there's not a speed quizzing update. It's free to update. It'll update quickly. And once you're, once you're updated, it'll save all your stuff. You can just open the app and hit connect. You're good to go. All, all your stuff is going to stay where it is, but it will update the app for you and you'll be in business. Um, so that's, that's one of the things that you can for sure do to help you out. Second thing is uh, that you can restart your phone. You know, there have been situations in the past where I've had four to six devices out of like 25 and four or six of them can't connect for one reason or another. And 
or or, or uh, let me correct that. They do connect, but they they're having dropout issues here and there. And lots of times, it's just because your phone has a lot of stuff going on in the background, and it's basically disrupting the connection to the quiz network. So a simple restart of your phone can oftentimes just be a simple quick fix to be good to go. Now, the last thing is this, and this is an important one, and it used to only really affect Android users, but it has in the last couple of years become a situation for Apple users as well. And I know when you're hanging out at a bar, having fun with your friends, having some drinks, eating some food, playing some trivia, and you have these breaks in the middle, you grab your phone. And you go on your phone and you'd mess around and you, you probably get off the, the Wi-Fi network, you know, and then you reconnect afterwards and, and just hit connect and you're good to go. So with Android devices for a very long time, it has always tried to have you connected to the Internet so that this way your uh, this this way your device your apps like your weather app and your location services and everything else like it was trying to have connection to the network so it could get a little bit of a fix and what would happen is an android user would connect and it would take a minute you know you'd have to sit and let it let it do its thing but it would give you a pop up and that pop up would basically say holy shit there is no internet here what am i going to do and it would give you an option to either stay connected or to disconnect from it and if you just hit stay connected in fact some versions of android will have a box where you can say remember this action or or something similar you can check that box and hit it and what it will do is then say okay you want to stay connected here you're good um with Apple, it's a little bit different. Apple will allow you to connect with no issues. You'll go ahead and get started, but you'll get a pop-up on your screen at one time or another that will say, there's no internet here. What are we going to do? And it gives you two options. And the first option is to use cellular data. The second option is to continue trying Wi-Fi. Now, intuitively, it sounds like the correct option would be to hit connect Wi-Fi or, or to stay on Wi-Fi. If you hit Use cellular data, it will kick you off, but when you rejoin, you will be good to go. And the reason is this, because it will use your cellular data for all that background stuff, or that weather app, your location services, your any, any of the stuff that needs a little bit of trace internet network, some network to be connected. That's what, that's what, what you're going to get from that. But it will allow the speed quizzing app to stay connected to the, the quiz network. With the, you know, and again, that's a connection point. There's no internet on that. Despite the fact that it's Wi-Fi, there's no internet on that Wi-Fi network. So that's that. There are a couple of quick things that you can do if you, uh, overall, if you're experiencing something, um, a, a sort of what I call the cheap and easy fix is to just put your phone in airplane mode and then reconnect that Wi-Fi network. Doing so seems to just sort of like mute all that other stuff. Like, oh, no, it's in airplane mode. It's fine. You know, just keep an eye on it. But the reason why I bring up the breaks like I did a, a few moments ago, the breaks in between people go on their phones. Oftentimes they come back in a round two and they didn't do the steps that they needed to to get connected for round run round one rather to go so smooth. Now they're in a buzzing round and they're all hyped up and you know, hey, maybe they went outside the parking lot and you know smoked a duber or something like that, and they're not exactly thinking right. And they come back in and they're just like, Oh, oh, now it's not working. It must be a Wi-Fi issue. No, lots of times when it's that late in the game, it's because you forgot to do the steps that you needed to do in order to connect for the best experience possible. 
That's what it is. That's all it is. That's all it ever freaking is. Guys, that about does it for me on this episode of the 10 Second Podcast. Funny, I call it the 10 Second Podcast, but it uh, this is 45 minutes almost. So uh, I should say this much, that the title, you guys are all going to ask, why isn't the 10 Second Podcast? It's this long. The 10 Second Podcast is a nod to the 10 Second Timer of the show. That's what it's all about. That's all it is. It's a little nod to the 10 Second Timer that's on the show. I appreciate you guys. Remember, BobbyRoastBeef.com is the website where you can check out my entire schedule of events. Um, I've been trying to book them and, and list them about three months out, so any changes that are on there will you know show up accordingly. Of course, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Facebook. Uh, specifically, Instagram is where you're going to get the up-to-the-minute changes. If something's going on and you need to know about it, go ahead and follow me there. I would love to do another giveaway. I really would. Uh, maybe I should just do one. I don't know. Why don't you guys shoot me a DM? Let me know if I should do one. Let me know. You know, when I ask this stuff all the time, do me a favor, guys. DM me any local businesses that you think I should talk to. Not large umbrella, you know, whatever. I'm talking about specific companies that you would love for me to work with so that we can get this winter circle stuff off the ground and running. And then also... So that, uh, you know, I can do some partner stuff and some giveaway stuff on social media. I think that would be exciting. Maybe I'll do one on Facebook, too. I don't know. Shoot me a message, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. And uh, as always, remember, sign in for trivia starts at 7 p.m. First round begins at 730. I'll see you for trivia. You guys have yourself a good one. (laughs) 